It's where you go to bike, hike, and stroll miles of pathways over more than 7,000 acres of parkland. A place to go explore rivers and fish their bountiful waters. Natural places to go marvel at magnificent wildlife while you play outdoors and go wander charming communities. Find all this and more at Destination Downriver. Give it a go. Today's podcast is presented by MarketInsights.us with the podcast on YouTube produced by the City of Taylor's Media Center. Thank you for the generous support of our community sponsor. When your destination is beyond Downriver, let Martinson Family of Funeral Homes help you and your family. With locations in Trenton, Allen Park, Maybe, Rockwood, and Monroe, their staff is available 24-7 at 734-671-5400. For more information, visit martinson.com. Thank you to our team sponsor, Allegra marketing, print, and design. Let Allegra assist you with your print, mail, design, and signs. Locate in Wyandotte, Michigan, or call 734-284-5330. Welcome to the September vodcast of Destination Downriver. I'm your host, Carl Zymack. September is an ideal month to explore the waterways of Downriver. If you're a boat owner, you know that September offers the best weather conditions to get out and enjoy the warm waters, crisp mornings, and sunny afternoons. It is a terrific time of year to take your friends and family out on the waterways to explore some very cool sites right here in Southeast Michigan. Downriver offers nearly 100 miles of shoreline. Boarders find unique sites that are like no others in Michigan. For some, that means getting out by paddling or canoeing or kayaking along the Huron or Rouge rivers. For others, it means making a day out of going out to the Detroit River. For those who are accustomed to going out on the lake, exploring Downriver's water trails is a not to be missed experience. You will be treated to some of the most magnificent shorelines in Michigan with dramatic views of Detroit, Canada, the historic Gordie Howe Bridge construction, and much else. Joining us for today's episode are two seasoned boaters. Kathy Kane is a Destination Downriver colleague who's been marketing the Downriver area for the past 30 years. She's been boating since she was a child on her father's boat. She and her husband have owned three boats and have seen many changes in the Detroit River over the past three decades. They use a rack and launch in Gibraltar to, to store their boat, for easy access and have especially enjoyed taking a peek at the bridge in various stages of construction. Rob Molnar owns Molnar Roofing and is a Flow Air Heating, Cooling and Electrical partner. He has a passion for the Detroit River and also owns a boatyard in Gibraltar. Rob enjoys all river sports and supports many community river events including the Gibraltar Kayak Poker Run and their annual duck race that is held every year on the Detroit River. We'll catch up with Rob and Kathy next on Destination Downriver. We're back with our panel today, a small one. Kathy Kane, Rob Molnar, welcome to the set. Thank you. And we're gonna talk about, a little bit about boating today. And I know that both of you have a great interest. Rob is smiling from <laughs> ear to ear here. Uh, there are so many places for boaters to explore downriver. 
okay, and probably nobody knows that as well as you two. Uh, what makes September such an ideal time, uh, month for boaters when it comes to the Detroit River and the adjoining waterways? Who wants to take that one? Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> you want to start, Kathy? Sure. Okay. Well, I, it's just a wonderful time because it's not too hot. It's not too humid anymore. The bugs are kind of going away. And it's just a great night to just, you know, especially at night, just to mm -hmm. take off on a weekday mm -hmm. and go down that channel with hardly any boats out. I know it's just, it's just so wonderful. The traffic is way down. Yeah. Right? And I love watching the ducks as they make formation, like right, you know, in front of the boat. It's just, it's beautiful. This is ideal for wildlife watchers, I take it. Absolutely. There's the, the hawk watchers are at Lake Erie Macho Park right now counting the hawk. Uh, there's the uh, migratory birds that are coming through and uh, from the north as part of the season. Uh, I'm sorry, from the south uh, mm -hmm. as part of the season, yeah. Uh, access to the water is important. You know, we're, this is destination down where we're trying to bring people down here to partake in some of the activities that we take for granted around here. Uh, what about where do you put your boats in? What type What type of boats do you have and where do you put them in? Kathy, why don't we well, start with you? We just have a 22-foot sea ray. So we've um, been over at the Gibraltar um, uh, storage, uh, Humbug uh, mm -hmm. Rack and Store for the last two years and it's been wonderful. We've been at Smuggler's Runs before, that's in Wyandotte. Mm -hmm. But there's also, when we used to trailer a boat, we had a 19-footer, we used to go to the Wyandotte to put in, uh, we went to Tra Trenton to put in, Lake Erie Metro Park, mm -hmm. there's plenty of places, I think, to. Rob, you, you, before we before we turned everything on, you were talking about the wake issues and, and things like that, the advantage down here. Can you expound upon that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of times when, when people go, uh, they trailer their boat somewhere to go, to go boating or they go on a long boat trip, they find out that a significant portion of the trip is, is no wake. Mm -hmm. uh, here in the Detroit area, uh, uh, from St. Clair Shores down to Lake Erie, there's very much uh, uh, plenty of open opportunity to put the throttle down and, and have a little fun mm -hmm. uh, and, and not have to worry about uh, too many no-wake zones. Is there, is there one ramp or marina where that's the superior entrance to the waterway, or are they all pretty much what they are? I, I'm partial to Gibraltar. Uh, th that's, that's, where I, that's where I live and that's where I work, and I'm partial to that area. Uh, but I think there's plenty of areas through Wyandotte and Riverview, Trenton, and even in the Halls Trace uh, down at the mouth of the Huron River. Mm -hmm. There's plenty of entry points. Uh, but, and to build on it a little bit also, mm -hmm. um, we used to see in the, the uh, uh, mouth of the Detroit River uh, to Lake Erie, uh, Gibraltar area and Grozeal area, mm -hmm. we used to see a lot of people just coming through from from upriver and just cruising right through down to the islands of Ohio. Mm -hmm. And now we're seeing a lot of people from the islands of Ohio uh, accessing our area via water. Uh, mm -hmm. So there, there's more and more boats coming uh, from the area that used to be the destination the, and uh, the Catawba and the uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, Middle Sister or mm -hmm. uh, Middle Bass Island, Putin Bay, that area. We're seeing a lot of those people actually come up to our area and uh, start enjoying some new scenery. That's tremendous. Kathy, you were kind enough to put the, uh, together an outline of an interesting day trip for boaters coming to the area. Where do you want to start? Where are we going to start? Here? Well, we'll start in Gibraltar because I love Gibraltar okay, too. Okay, Joey, <laughs> Joey's our production man. Okay. And he's going to pop one. Why don't you go full screen here for Gibraltar and we'll, uh, we'll, talk, we'll talk through this. We pop right out of um, Gibraltar there and we head out over to the cross dike. It's usually how we first start out and we'll bring our cooler and have a little lunch and, or we'll just put around there. There's usually tons of um, boats 
boats in that area. Mm -hmm. um, if you if you go down a little bit further, um, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, north, east, mm -hmm. north. Um, mm -hmm. th there's a little place I like too that's uh, done in um, done in Sullivan. Sullivan and Dunbar. Sullivan and Dunbar. I always mm. get that messed up. The Cove. And um, that's always neat, too. And if you go there, like, in the middle of July, sometimes we just kind of happen upon it. There's, like, this huge pirate party. Have you been to that? Uh, <laughs> August, like, August 12th. Oh, August. Okay, okay. so and I, it was August, though, because I know we 12th. just kind of happened upon it one time. I'm like, wow, what's going on here? You're cruising through the tour, and he's got he's got all the dates on <laughs> he's his got anchor. Dates down. He's anchored and playing for the whole weekend. So I know they have some great bands going on and all mm. kinds of fun stuff. Stuff. So, mm -hmm. and then from there, um, where do we go from there? We basically just take the a cruise uh, down the, the channel. That, like I said, there's uh, where the where the boats are mm -hmm. <laughs> through the you know the channel there, sure. and um, with the with the big cruise ships, and you can go through uh, and, and get all the way down to Dingle Park there by E Course, mm -hmm. and that is an awake area for sure. But it's so cool to go through there. We we happened upon a couple of little festivals going on here this uh, summer, and it seemed like all through the month of July there was things going on, and, mm -hmm. and kids just enjoying little jumpy things down there and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And then we move along, and we can see. Um, things that are going on with the bridge. That has like been my favorite thing the last two years is going down there and taking different the progress. Yeah, yeah, the progress has been amazing. And you can see like at the very top of that, um, there's like a little little uh, door and there were people sticking out of that <laughs> to, to do whatever kind of work they're doing. I'm like, how? Can they? <laughs> how can they work out of there? It was just—they were just like so small from the from the water, but it was so neat to watch. So two two of my neighbors are crane operators, and they they talk about uh, how our progress is just beating the Canadians by just oh, a little no. bit. Oh no! Oh, that's funny. Oh, it's a competition. Oh, okay. I didn't yes. realize it. it that's is a awesome. Bit of competition. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, so that's perfect. And they're going to meet in the middle eventually. I love that. Yes. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Mm. Okay. That's that's amazing. Kathy, do we have any other photos? Yes, we do. Because mm -hmm. then we kind of um, come back down, and then you can see the big freighters coming through and that's always fun and um, I think we got some pictures of the um, yeah, Portofino boat we, we, when we were uh, down there the last time and then I think um, the other one the Diamond Jack was down there so then you can okay. go take a nice little tour through Wyandotte and um, the golf course there um, and it's just it's just beautiful so when we make our way back down to um, Gibraltar you'll also see um, should be coming up I think Elizabeth Park there, mm -hmm. yep, and mm -hmm. that is just very nice. Their river walk has been redone. They have got a new park there. Uh, we were down there for the jazz festival until our boat decided to <laughs> not work. I'm like, <laughs> our alarm started going off. I'm like, I guess we better go. Mm -hmm. um, but that was really neat for a couple minutes anyway. And uh, they, they've got a lot of things going on in that park too during the summer. And then we head right on back to Gibraltar. And that takes about, oh no, we, I forgot. We got the Detroit River um, Inter right. International mm -hmm. Wildlife. It's the only one in um, North America. Mm -hmm. So it's really amazing. The, the beauty and the, um, the, the birds and the, uh, the wildlife there and they have a center that you can ch uh, check out too. Beautiful um, dock that for fishing. Mm -hmm. um, I haven't seen any boats parked there so I don't think you're not supposed to park there but no. they have, they have a beautiful um, fishing pier there. Yeah, as kayak, well. kayak launch. Kayak launch, yeah, yeah exactly. And then we basically make our way back um, past the Groziel Pay Bridge mm -hmm. or no that's the that's the that's is this the, the free bridge. bridge? That's the free bridge. That's the free bridge. Yeah. And then, um, mm -hmm. and then past the candy canes, and which they're taking down. There's an annual um, walleye fishing tournament at mm -hmm. the Elizabeth Park or on the river there. Now, why don't we? We're going to go to you now, Rob, uh, because we've got this this uh, slide up on the walleye tournament. 
uh, out of uh, Captain Jim's telespot. Sure. Yeah, about uh, three years ago, a friend of mine, Steve Falwell, reached mm -hmm. out and, and said, uh, like to put together some type of a uh, uh, charitable event that is focused around fishing. Mm -hmm. And uh, he came up with the idea of hosting an annual walleye tournament. First year, I think we had 50 people uh, enter the tournament. This last year, there was uh, 150 mm -hmm. anglers and uh, four people per boat. Uh, we ended up, over the last three years, we've uh, we picked the uh, uh, volunteer fire department in Gibraltar as the recipient of any of the, the funds that we raised. Mm. For, after three years, we raised $26,000 of uh, funds for really? the uh, Gibraltar Volunteer Fire Department. Uh, but the, uh, the event keeps getting bigger and bigger and drawing people from further and further out. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's the first weekend of June every year, and it seems to be a, a very big hit. And, uh, and then, of course, we, uh, we have a fish fry afterwards, which is <laughs> where all the fun happens. Naturally. Yes. Uh, trip around the Detroit Lighthouse. Yeah, so, so two things. Uh, that, that's a, a pastime. Uh, but uh, the uh, traveling around the Detroit Lighthouse is it's five miles from the entrance of the Detroit River to Lake Erie. It's a five-mile trip, and most of the locals know it as the Five Mile Lighthouse. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's, it's a place to go out there and anchor and relax and, and uh, ha have a good time, or just get out and make sure the boat runs well, and that's a perfect spot to, to run around it and back. Uh, in fact, coming up on Sunday, September 24th, mm -hmm. uh, we're going to have the first tiller steer aluminum boat race around the Five Mile Lighthouse and back. Mm -hmm. It leaves out of Captain Jim's in Gibraltar. It comes back there. Uh, we'll have different classes for the 40 horsepower motors, the 50 horsepower motors, 75, 90s, 125s, all the way up to 200 horsepower motors. It should be a, a, another good event. That sounds fantastic. Uh, this is an interesting one. Going out on the, on the water and listening at dusk and dawn for gunshots yeah. and things like that from early season duck hunting. So, about that, or goose hunters, excuse me. Yeah, the early season goose was just last weekend. Mm -hmm. uh, so Saturday morning, if you were out uh, cruising the water uh, for uh, for dawn mm -hmm. and and started hearing gunshots, there's nothing to be worried about. We're not uh, there's no pirates out there. It's uh, simply uh, early goose season is right now. Uh, early duck will be coming up. Uh, at the, uh, at the end of September, early October, I'd have to check the digest. Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, yeah, it's, it's a lot of fun if you uh, are cruising the river and you see why those ducks aren't moving or why those geese aren't moving. Mm -hmm. They are probably decoys and uh, you might wanna look out for a layout boat. Uh, but uh, both dusk and dawn is when most of the shooting occurs and that's kinda, kinda fun. With people who aren't used to it, it might spook them a little bit, but uh, it's, a, it's a pretty nice pastime. Uh, now here's a slide. Uh, the Hole in the wall or hidden lake, and the rope swings. Tell us about that. Yeah, I'm. I'm I might be too heavy to do the rope swing anymore. <laughs> <laughs> but but uh, yeah, there's there's one in the hole in the wall, which is uh, going through the channel that you spoke about uh, when you're heading to Sullivan and Dunbar. Mm -hmm. It's on the west side of of that channel, and uh, so you go into the hole in the wall, and then you you actually go back in a south direction, and there's a a, a big sturdy tree with a rope hanging off of it and it's a good place to to go for a swim there's it's 13 14 feet deep in that area mm -hmm. uh, and then of course hidden lake is the western section of crystal bay mm -hmm. and uh, another uh, very nice deep clear spring fed water area mm -hmm. where you can uh, go off the rope swing and 
and uh, have a blast. Now you won't get in trouble for going there because that's not on the ca Canadian side, right? That's on the American that side. That is on the American you, you side. You do have okay. to go through Canadian water that's to get there. Okay. Uh, but as long as you're not anchoring, you're, uh, you're safe to travel. Okay, so no anchoring. That's because I yeah. wanted to go there, but I heard that you couldn't because of the Canadian <laughs> waters. <laughs> you learned something yeah, new did. every day. <laughs> and then lastly, uh, hiking on the local islands like Calf, Humbug, Celeron, Stony, Sugar. Can uh, can anybody just go out there and, and stop on the islands and hike? Well, you have to get there. Okay. So Yo, that's the key. <laughs> <laughs> so w once you're there, yeah, everybody is invited. It's uh, most of those islands have a, a pretty wonderful history. You can learn about them uh, at the Wyandotte Museum. You can learn about them from Trenton and Grozeal's Museum. Gibraltar has a museum that's open the uh, first Sunday of every month uh, from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. That's at our city hall. And there, there's a lot of history there. If you look at the old topographical maps, there used to be homes on Celeron Island. There used to be a home on the Calf Island. Um, uh, Humbug uh, Island has a rich history. Stony Island was the base of operations for Sullivan and Dunbar when they when they built that uh, channel. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so yeah, anybody's welcome out there. Uh, be careful during hunting season. We we do hunt those islands for deer. Mm -hmm. uh, so that starts October first. But the month of September is a great opportunity to uh, to hike the trails uh, on any one of those. Just uh, anchor up, bring, uh, uh, it, whether you beach the boat uh, for the smaller boats or whether you anchor off and take your uh, um, tender ashore, there's uh, plenty of trails to, uh, uh, you're not gonna get lost. They're small islands, they're 100 acres or less. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, those are a lot of fun to go out there and uh, get in, in uh, with the wildlife. Kathy, I wanna start with you on this question. How'd you get into boating? I've been boating since I was about two with my dad's okay. boat, yeah, on okay. the Detroit River, yep. Mm -hmm. What about you, Rob? Yeah, my, my father owned a boat, and uh, he he would uh, put us on the inflatable and mm -hmm. tell us to come back at dark. <laughs> <I love it. laughs> just that simple. Just that simple, and we got into. I would the go for naps, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Now, if somebody if somebody is fairly new to the sport of boating, and they want to get into it, okay, uh, you know, they're in their twenties or their thirties, is is there a right way to walk into this? I mean. Boating can be a, a rather expensive sport at times. What sh how, do you, how do you get into a cold turkey? <laughs> well, I, I know fr from uh, growing up in Gibraltar schools, we, we learned, we, we got our uh, boater's license when we were 12 exactly. years old. Yeah. So that, that was a normal class to take uh, mm -hmm. in fifth or sixth grade, I think it was sixth grade. Mm -hmm. uh, we, we took uh, the class so that we could get our boater's license. Furthermore, if you ever rent a boat, uh, whether it's on the Great Lakes or whether it's when you're on vacation down in Florida or elsewhere, they really require you to have a boater's license. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it's something that people think, oh, I'm over 16 or I'm over 21, mm -hmm. I don't really need it. It's, it's not that you don't, legally you don't have to have a boater's license, but it teaches you when, when a sailboat's coming, who has the right of way? Mm -hmm. uh, when you're this close to shore, what do you do? Uh, when you're anchoring, uh, how many anchors do you put out? One on the stern, one on the, the bow? Mm -hmm. uh, what direction of the water or the wind? It teaches you all that when you go through the class to get your boater's license. And, and that's what those flashy stuff. lights mean. You're right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Because like, a lot of people yeah. don't know. Do they still, do they still yeah, uh, offer um, those classes? They do in yeah, schools. Yeah, and yeah. Then, Trenton okay. too. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And online is, is and probably online, the yeah. easiest for somebody who's 25 years old and they're mm -hmm. just getting into boating. Gotcha. Uh, online. Um, is probably the first place to start. Both of you, through your lifetimes on the water, has have seen the shoreline change significantly. I mean, just looking through those things, you know, John Dangle Park 
They were, the park was there to a certain extent, but it wasn't always there. The wildlife refuge wasn't there. Uh, the Wyandotte Golf Course was not there. That was BASF land, correct? Right. Uh, what really grabs you when you're going up and down? Is it, uh, do you ever find yourself looking going, boy, you know, at eight years old, I saw this here instead of that. Right, because we, we used mm -hmm. to go down to the Fermi plant with my, uh, mm -hmm. my dad, and he would be like, oh, you want to jump in the water? And it was yellow. I mean, it was really? yellow, warm water. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it it's just striking to me that mm -hmm. you go past there now, and in the, mm -hmm. all the areas, they're beautiful. I mean, we could see to the bottom in mm -hmm. most of these you know, hidden lakes and things like that because they've really cleaned it up so mm -hmm. well. And like you said, the landscaping is, there's not as much steel out there. Everything's coming back to the wild. I mean, yeah. it's just exciting, I think. Rob, what about uh, uh, when you're looking at things that you should be cautious of when you're on the water? Anything jump out at you? Yeah, yeah. Um, it's really nice to have charts. Nowadays, the GPS charts that you can have on your boat to help navigate mm -hmm. are something that we didn't have so many years ago. Uh, because it, everything's marked with channel markers and they're supposed to be lighted, some of them. Uh, not all, not, they don't always work. Uh, you know, the batteries go out or the solar uh, instruments that help run these things go out. Mm -hmm. And not, not everything is always adequately marked or lighted. Uh, so having that, that chart, uh, used to be that you studied the chart uh, manually before you went out so you knew where you were going. Uh, now they have the electronic methods on the boats that are really, really handy mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and help keep an eye for things that, uh, especially if you're boating at nighttime. Sure, yeah, exactly. Yep. Anything we're missing? Well, you know, one time we ran into trouble. Our engine just stopped in the middle of the channel after mm -hmm. a um, freighter just went through. And mm -hmm. we're floating towards Canada, right, with nothing to steer with. And we had just gotten the boat from my dad, and he had one oar, <laughs> and he had an anchor that was only 20 with a 20 foot oh, rope. No. <laughs> so I'm like, what are, and thank goodness for my husband, because he's mm -hmm. like the reason why I love boating, because he knows what he's doing, right? So he mm -hmm. figured a way to make the anchor stick with that 20 foot rope and we were able to get closer to the side and then we were able to call our neighbor who works for us tow okay i mean it was he saved us basically because we couldn't get the coast guard to help us or no one it was like it was, was that kevin or less it was kevin yep. okay <laughs> <laughs> you know him by the first yep. name yes <laughs> so it helps to know people too but you know and mm -hmm. i think yeah. get the right captain that's my other <laughs> piece of advice i hear you i hear you so for the rest of the year on the water, do you guys have, each of you have anything big planned? I mean, what's, what's the signature thing that you're thinking about this fall when it comes to the waterway? Well, uh, for me, there's the tiller steer uh, aluminum okay. boat race that's mm -hmm. coming up in September. But also one of the other really, really cool things is for people that keep their boats in late into the season, into, mm -hmm. into November and December, there is a house on West River in Grozeal that puts a ton of Christmas lights on and they're right on the water. They also, they, they have the show where the lights go to the radio station. Oh, no kidding. And so the music plays with it. So a nice cruise at the end of November, early December, right along West River Road and uh, on Grozeal, mm -hmm. there's a great uh, Christmas light show that's, uh, more and more people should take the opportunity to see that. You can drive down West Road and you can see it by land, mm -hmm. but it's much, much, much better show. Uh, I was going to say, that water. must be a little special. Kathy, yeah. what about you? I was going to say, just probably what I said at the beginning. I mean, okay. I just love jumping in in the middle of the week mm -hmm. and going out for a little, you know, sunset cruise mm -hmm. and just watching the birds and watching the trees change colors. Oh, fantastic. Color tour, yeah. Fantastic. Well, I want to thank both of you. Kathy. Of course. Rob. 
for treating us to this travelogue of the Detroit River, the outstanding place uh, for adventuring with friends on the water. If you're interested in finding out more about how you can create your own daycation on the water, Destination Downriver is, is posting a list of places to launch your boat from on its Facebook page. Look it up. Uh, otherwise, for Kathy and Rob uh, on our set and Joseph Francis Camilleri handling all of the uh, production responsibilities, I'm Carl Zymack. We'll see you next in October with the next Destination Downriver. Thank you again to our sponsors, Martinson Family of Funeral Homes and Allegra Marketing, with a special thanks to our production partners here at the new Taylor Media Center. Thanks for listening and watching. Please visit our website, destinationdownriver.com, or our Facebook page, and be sure to join us for next month's podcast.